machine machine mensch mensch machine mensch machine mensch machine mensch it's a robot just a german robot machine mensch Hello and welcome to We Can't Rewind, We've Gone Too Far, a podcast where a Scotsman, an Irishman and a Bulgarian review the most terrible, silliest and weirdest as fuck music videos. Say hello everyone. Hi, I'm Neil. Hi, I'm Neil. Oh yeah, I'm Dave. Take a look at the show notes for links to today's video, link to Instagram, etc. Also email gonetofarcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any recommendations or thoughts. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast player of choice, because that'll help more people listen to this with their ears. Have we uh, we got any emails yet? I think we've got one spam email from someone saying, boost your podcast ratings. It's still an email. Join forces with other podcasts to grow your audience. Hi, podcaster. My name is (laughs) and I'm reaching uh, out to you today because of your podcast, We Can't Rewrite, We've Gone Too Far. I'm the founder of where we help podcasters partner up with each other to grow the audience jointly. I did look at the website, it does look fairly legit, but... I'm sure it is, but also... The, the, the obviously automated email put me off. Hello, podcaster! <laughs> they know me so well. In this episode, we'll be discussing the big questions. What is the meaning of life? How can we find our other halves? And where do we draw the line in the name of love? We hope to find the answers to these and many other questions in Hathaway's 1993 hit single, Life. No, not the other one, this one. the history of this video. As it's usually the case with Eurodance tracks, this video exists purely as a marketing material. Life is the second single of Hadaway's debut album, The Album. The first single being of course the immortal What is Love. The song was a major hit in Europe, as well as Israel, Canada and Zimbabwe apparently. Regarding the video itself, it is by far the most mysterious one we've ever had to date. No information on director or production whatsoever. Paying homage to the German expressionist classic Metropolis, Hadaway takes on the role of a mad scientist and inventor who creates the machine and mensch as a dancing female robot, did I, did I get that? Yeah, I was fine. They dance, they kiss, they look hot in tight pants. There is cheesy dance music. It is a quintessential dance music video. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward music video. There's not much to it, which is great. It, it definitely is riffing on Metropolis. It's quite funny seeing a kind of daft Eurodance version of it. Yeah, I mean, M- Metropolis is kind of the... Uh, quintessential first year art school student movie, isn't it? I genuinely remember the lecture that where we were introduced to German Expressionism and they were like, yeah, Metropolis. But also watch other movies like The Cabinet of, of Dr. Caligari because no one ever told you about this as well or Golem or whatever. I, I, I'm going to complain. I actually haven't seen Metropolis, but I'm you know, <gasps> fully aware of it. I had this thing back in when I first started like watching a lot of films. I, I was strongly against black and white films. I don't know why. It's it really stupid in hindsight. I think it's something on uh, on my list to watch because I'm like I said I'm fully aware of it and I, I know the story, but I just haven't haven't seen it. So I can't maybe compare the, the sort of similarities that they try to do in this. They literally create like the creation of the woman robot 
Right. It's literally what happens in Metropolis. Yeah, and I think it does quite a good job at kind of emulating the shots and stuff like that. Like, from what I, what I remember, yeah. on, like, the shitty VHS copy that I had, it did look <laughs> quite similar to this, albeit with a lot more cheesy lights and sparks and shit in this version. Yeah. And Hadaway doing Hadaway stuff, which is Dancing. You know, also good. L- looking seductively at the camera. The main sort of thing I got out of this video was, uh, apart from just enjoying the ridiculousness of it, it was uh, just a mild existential crisis. <laughs> it seems like he's he's trying to create himself a robot girlfriend. I just started thinking about all the sort of philosophical sort of implications of that. Has any of you seen the movie Virtual Sexuality, I think it's called? Where a woman couldn't find a boyfriend or whatever, and she accidentally creates, like, literally a copy of herself but male through virtual reality and he comes to life he can't actually remember what happens anymore but it's like late 90s kind of cheesy teen comedy-esque this is what I was thinking about when you're being like oh it's uh, he's creating the like the female version of himself or like cloning himself there's a a shot towards the end where he he puts uh, the helmet on himself and there's some sort of beam of energy going from his head to the robot's head I just I just love in in that scene and presumably in all the scene where he's playing the doctor he's still wearing his leather trousers I know (laughs) (laughs) This is great. I love it. And leather jacket at the beginning as well. Like, what kind of a dingy lab are you? Like, what do you mean? Jesus fuck. He takes a leather jacket off when shit's about to get real. It's like, (laughs) okay, I'm not trying hard enough. I need to put the the fucking uh, strainer thing on my head and shoot my thoughts (laughs) over to this robot. Yeah, but before that, he takes off his shirt as well. It's like, (laughs) okay, where is that going to now? Uh, He was was getting himself ready for uh, for the the dance-off with the robot. Honestly, great. If I ever brought a robot to life, I think that's what I would do. Have <laughs> a dance off with it. Yeah, so um, what, what do we think of the set? As the resident set designer, I kind of like <laughs> really love the fact that they're using a very obvious, like, random shit they found at, like, Home Depot, whatever the general version of that is. <laughs> like, lying around. Like, at some point when he goes to press a button to start the process of transform of transforming the like robot into a woman. He literally goes to a dangling extension cable <laughs> and presses a random button. It's like a very, very obvious extension cable as well. He probably wouldn't have gotten funding for his for his lab due to the aforementioned moral implications. So he was he, he was just kind of building up from bits that he found lying around. I bet he used all the funding to his leather jackets. Yeah, yeah. Not cheap. Yeah, yeah they just they don't like cheap. cheap. <laughs> well, they're very well fitted, so they're definitely not cheap. When the very first shot, as the song starts, it looks like there's a like a, a couple uh, two fans sitting next to each other at Power On, and every time I, I see it, it looks like a set of fans from a GPU have just been taken yeah, off. Yeah, from a graphics card. Yeah. It's ahead of its time there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if they would have looked like that at that point, so maybe not, but... I, I, can, I can tell you now that they didn't because they didn't generate enough heat to need fans. Yeah, it looks like a modern one, so maybe he got that from the future. But It could be from something else. It could be like from uh, VHR or something. Yeah, it's probably just a couple of fans. A VCR? Sorry, VHR. Oh, shit, yeah, I just saw the the clip of the lead you right. Fuck it out. Yeah, it's literally extension lead. If you were theoretically going to build a set for this video, would you have done anything different or would you basically just do the same thing? I'll probably use a bit more light. I, I, I'm not sure that the lack of light was them trying to be atmospheric. The makeup of the, the lady robot after they removed the helmet kind of makes me think that they were trying, they were aiming for like German expressionism, but that doesn't really work when everything is in full color. Yeah. And yeah. also it doesn't work when you don't have light because the idea is not just lack of light, but 
the, the conversation between lightness and sh- shadows and the video is just dark and it has like a couple of light moments but not really I do remember vaguely from when I, I watched Metropolis uh, like, I do remember there being some shots where you could see the characters clearly but you couldn't really see what's behind them so maybe they were trying to emulate that and probably but that worked because like you know Metropolis was shot like 100 years ago well that's true although I do, I do quite like the it kind of looks like there's a bunch of big monoliths behind them when he's singing into the camera and they're kind of glowing and they look like they're yeah. kind of smoking and on fire and stuff at, at points. They, they definitely had a smoke machine and used the shit out of yeah. it. <laughs> oh, they got their budget out of that. <laughs> and his leather jackets. We killed three smoke machines in this picture. One thing I liked about this set was it, it was all shot against one sort of uh, one sort of backdrop. They never really turned around, so it was all straight on. So I think there wasn't really a big budget to allow them to move around too much. So everything is from the one sort of angle, even the crazy lab to the to the dancing uh, with the smoke to the uh, you know the when the robot sort of comes to life. So I don't know if that was based on budget constraints or just the style, but I kind of like that idea that they made it work against one fixed sort of angle compared to a lot of videos which we've seen where they have obviously a big budget but yeah they still they can't do shit with it well that's the thing like i'm very disappointed that there's absolutely no no information anywhere who's the director or the production company or anything about this video it's not an amazing video it's definitely cheaply made but there is like james little like little james here and there uh as you said the fact that they went on like probably non-existent budget to create something that had an idea it's a pretty tight execution overall uh they had very clear vision of what they were doing and I just, I'm very disappointed. I would like to see what else this director, if anything, mm. had done. If anyone has any information about the director or whatever of this, email gointofarcast at gmail.com. Probably not, though, because I literally like fucking combed over the internet and there's absolutely no information anywhere. Maybe someone knows how to I'm grasping his straws here. You might, you might be listening into this episode. You never know. I would like personally, if I'd worked on this video, I'd be quite proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. So they should, they should let the world know that this is their glorious creation. They kind of made it work. Like, I mean, it's a fucking Eurodance song. <laughs> How, what else would you expect from them? Like, yeah. you won't really expect the budget that fucking Guns N' Roses have, wouldn't you? There was so many Eurodance songs coming out at that point. I imagine maybe there, mm. yeah, there probably wasn't enough budget to go around them all. That's why a lot of them are very <laughs> cheaply made. The, re- the reason this podcast exists is because me and you were watching The Reason is a Dancer right. <laughs> in a pub in central London. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah this is where I had the idea. I don't know if Neil remembers. Me, uh, to tell you the truth, Dave, neither, neither did I. <laughs> I'm Wait, fuck off, Neil. You were there. Yeah, but how drunk was he? I'm the least, <laughs> least, the least drunk Irish person you'll probably meet. Probably. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a comfortable three pints and I'll be happy to go to bed. That, that's the magic number for pints. Once you get over three pints, you either go home or the night goes out of, ha- out of control. <laughs> In my experience. <laughs> the point of no return. Anyway, Hadaway. 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 I don't know. I think I went through all my talking points, guys. Right. Take <laughs> over here. Oh, why is he topless though, really? Why the fuck is he topless? Like, not saying he's not hot, but why? I think it's done in a tasteful, uh, tasteful way. It's not over the top. No, it is literally the top, Neil. <laughs> I think he knows. He, he's already planned this moment out in, out in his head. He's like, that motherfucking robot's going to come to life. And the moment it comes to life, I'm going to... Dance like a motherfucker. I said motherfucker too many times. There. He can he can dance like a motherfucker with clothes on. Yeah, but, but it may be really hot in the studio. Maybe okay. he takes off his fucking little pants from without clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's lots of steam, so it's clearly hot. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, they're not coming yeah. off. Let's be honest. Maybe 
we should investigate the health and safety aspects of this lab because it does seem to be a little bit on fire most of the time. Maybe that's why the director doesn't want to admit mm. who they are because it just completely fucking stamped over any health and safety. <laughs> Germans are very strict about that, yeah. probably. They were like, if they find out, I'll never work in this town again. When he's when he's trying to activate the robot, there's a gauge that literally says life level on it. I never got on that, to be honest. It's like the first time you see it, uh, you can't really read it because of YouTube resolution. But the second time you see it, it definitely does say life level. I thought it said love level. I thought the uh, the staging and the lighting was really good fun. Um, it did have that sort of trancy uh, 90s Euro um, sort of vibe to it, which I think it just plays right into the whole genre. The thing is about this style of music uh, and this period of time, it it, ne- it didn't feel to me now looking back at it really hard or really violent or, you know, like really angry. Um, it almost feels like it's like really easy listening now compared to modern day stuff. And I think it sort of has a charm to it, which probably, I don't think you would probably recreate nowadays. When I was on the Wikipedia page of the, for the song, the critical reception, uh, because I forgot to put this in the notes, it's fucking hilarious. All music editor, I'm not going to tell their name because I don't think that they want to be, like, recognized here, complimented Hadway's passionate, urgent delivery on the song. And there was added pleasure coming from Hadway's assured voice. Pleasure, really? (laughs) Well, it's some weird kinks going on here. Also, Kingston Informer, which is some local media that doesn't exist anymore, uh, called the song brilliant. This is the level of music we're talking to in Kingston Informer. They come. Yeah, on the whole, agree with those reviews. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just trying to listen to the lyrics. I'm trying to figure out what the song is. If it is actually about anything. Uh, it's. It kind of sounds like a not a breakup song, but like time after a breakup song. Because yeah. life will never be the same. Life is yeah. changing. Which kind of follows, you know, what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No more. Was, was it the same album as? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the second, the, the uh-huh. second ever song single and what is love for the first one maybe that's why he's making a robot robot girlfriend because Hadaway's just broken up with his real one so he made a sad album and then made a robot girlfriend to now he's sorry you've cracked the code to be fair your dance is kind of like relatively known for dumb lyrics that are trying to say stuff like rhythm is a dancer and i'm looking at the lyrics for what is love it's great <laughs> That's for another time. No, no, now. We're doing it now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know why you're not fair. I give you my love, but you don't care. So what is wrong? No, sorry, what is right and what is wrong? Give me a sign. Life sounds basically like uh, uh, what is love version 2.0. It has very similar beat. Kind of sounds the same, to be honest. But it's ninety three, like nineteen ninety three song. Like we have reviewed a lot of songs from nineteen ninety three in this podcast already. Is this nineteen ninety three again? It is nineteen ninety three. Yes. What the hell? We have done it, guys. <laughs> wow, that was not intentional. What a year for music. Uh, I think another thing we haven't talked about is a uh, robot. The robot lady, when she comes to life, she she turns from being literally made out of metal into obviously just a woman in some sort of tracksuit with a helmet on, but. <laughs> 
They've, uh, <laughs> but the, it looks like they're projecting light onto her. So she has these kind of hacker man computer visuals going all over while she's dancing. I got the uh, Tron vibes from that. Yeah, I thought it looks pretty cool. Like at first, I was like, "Is that a green screen thing or something?" But I'm pretty sure it's just a projector. I think it's someone with a overhead projector, maybe dragging pages through. Now it looks like a projector, like a yeah. But then again, it's not on him when he's in front of her. But... Might be a very tiny projector. <laughs> Yeah. Might be like oh, a human shaped projector. I don't know green screen. No, I'm pref- it's not. It's not a green screen. It's fairly like I'm fairly certain it's projector. Yeah, it looks too good to be a green screen shirt. Yeah, <laughs> more than anything. To be fair, there's like a fair amount of distance between the two of them, so they can work out. They can do some ge- German engineering. Yeah, I'm sure they'll. But yeah, again, if we actually knew the director, we could have asked. Maybe Hardaway was the director. Oh, can you imagine if he done everything? <laughs> he might have. Well, let's just take the exum- uh, assumption that he did. Then that means that he's like not bad at a lot of things. Definitely good at dancing. Pretty fucking solid dancer. Until we hear otherwise, I'm going to go with that theory. That's what. That's why yeah. he looks like a mad scientist because he actually is a mad scientist of light. I think we need to discuss the most important question: Is a robot capable of love? That is an important question. Yes. If it's running enough code to trick a human into thinking that it's conscience, does does that mean that it's actually thinking, or is it just running a program so well that you can't tell? I'm fairly certain there is a few episodes of Star Trek, the new generation, that talk about that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a test for this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Turing test. Ex Machina is about this. It's about, oh, yeah, that's such a good film, Ex Machina. It is great. Assuming the robot can feel emotions, assuming he's a, he's a good enough mad scientist to have created sentient life, and he has obviously made this robot to like be his bird or whatever, just <laughs> judging by the fact that he kisses her at the end. But morally, what right? does that mean? Yeah, as, as he basically made a sex slave. That's what I'm asking. Ooh. Yes, but but guys, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> is that... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is the song from the point of view of the robot? Is she asking him to not hurt him, hurt her? Oh my God. Because he is like created a sex slave and suddenly she realises... Yeah. She's been used by this weird German guy who dances a lot and wears leather jackets in... in Again, <laughs> I think we've, unco- we've uncovered a, a front. Right at, the, right at the end where the robot goes... Well, he goes to kiss a robot. Oh, she looks a bit miffed. Yeah. Which which could either be because she's a robot and has no emotions or the other option. Sort of like a, you're standing on a train next to someone, you just lean in for a kiss. <laughs> it's the same sort of idea. Probably even worse. Well, both implications are kind of horrific because in one case she's like, I don't want to get kissed by this guy. Mm. And the other option is, holy shit, I just realized that I've been created by this guy to get loved, (laughs) I guess. Don't hurt me. Both horrific. (laughs) Did we just like completely destroy the video? For everyone watching from now on. But, uh, okay, so if you say theoretically, say she can't feel any emotions because she's a robot. Then is he in the clear, or is it still Very morally weird? Area. Well, that's like kind of ask the question: Is uh, are sex robots the ones that currently exist? Where do they stand? Like, where do we draw the line? Like, if they're able to dance, does that make them more human than they already are? <laughs> yes, but I mean, Toyota have made dancing robots for years, but I don't see people queuing up to shag them. Not that you know. Believe someone. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've seen videos. <laughs> okay. 
They're next to the cowboy videos. I haven't seen videos, I promise. I have not seen videos. <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos with Bonnie Tyler, but that's all. Yeah. <laughs> We're going into like deep philosophical questions here. Because like... <laughs> Are we overthinking this 90s Eurotrance video? No, I say no, damn. No, 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 no. We do, we're doing it. We're doing it. It's your fault. Well, either of you, whoever wrote that line there. Yeah, that was me. So like going back to... Star Trek TNG, which is probably my going to be like kind of my reference when it comes to like androids and humanoids, the humanoid robots, and where do they stand in the whole scheme of are they human or not? Yeah. If someone remembers one of the first episodes of uh, season one, where they all turn into horny horny cunts, I apologize, horny bastards. And uh, Data, who is obviously the android, he has sex with one of the uh, female characters there. And I'm pretty sure that there's like a reference somewhere made that he's fully functional. Uh, Yeah, so it's kind of like, yes, he's technically not a human. Like he's an android, but he can consent and he can withdraw consent. Uh, Like there's a question mark whether he can love. But he can definitely stick his android penis into someone's vagina. <laughs> I've always always presumed that data was sentient, but maybe I just haven't seen enough episodes to. No, I mean he's yeah. sentient, but and he's absolutely sentient. But is he like the question is whether he can love because love is a very specific feeling, I guess. Yeah. Hold on, let's ask Scott from Star Trek Corner. <laughs> Scott. Scott from Star Trek Corner, come here for a second. Yeah, well. Is it all right if Data fucks someone? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what is your opinion on Data? Uh, so, Data from Chinji. Yeah. Uh, feeling love. Yes. Being capable to feel love, and also, uh, fucking. <laughs> right. Okay. Data doesn't have emotions unless he puts the emotion chip in his brain. So he can't feel love. He can have friendships, though. So, and he's perfectly, he, he is completely functional in all ways and is, and is well-versed in manners of pleasure, as, as evidenced by his, his uh, swing with Tasha Yar. And he does miss her when she's gone, but he doesn't really feel love. But damn, he can fuck. <laughs> So, so, so he does have emotion chips for other emotions. Sorry, he can't actually hear you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sleeping. I forgot about that. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Hello. Hello. He can actually hear you now. I can't though. So. I was just, I was just asking. Does Data have emotion chips for other emotions, or is it, or is it just one? Yeah, he he has a, he has an emotion chip. Right. So at some point they develop an emotion chip, or they find one. I can't remember what it is. I think they find one that like his creator made and they're like, oh, look, it's an emotion chip for data. And they put it in and he goes completely wild and crazy and cannot handle it. They eventually like slowly kind of figure it out. And like there's a whole thing with Geordie and data where they're like figuring out his emotion. And yeah, data could feel love and can feel love and has the ability to with the emotion chip. But his brother law is kind of the what if data had emotions and was evil. Right. And so data generally doesn't put the emotion chip in, but he has like affection. I think you need to explain here for people who don't actually watch Star Trek ever <laughs> about his brother and the fact that he has like a twin brother. Oh, he has twin brother oh. Law, who is evil. Yeah, who is also an android. An an evil also an android, but has a working emotion chip. And he's a cunt. Because yes. yeah, I was saying in Ellie, I always presumed, because I've, I've seen a bunch of episodes of The Next Generation, but I've not seen all of them. So I always presumed that Data was capable of emotions, but apparently he's not. Did not know that. This thing is like by the end of the series. He just like can just turn it on and off. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna have emotions today. And he's like, ha 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 and turns it off again. I wish I could do that. But it's like I think it's like the third episode of season one where Data like 
bonks. It's like very quickly they're like, yeah, Data could fuck. Data can fuck, and he will fuck if you ask him nicely. So, so in that in that situation, this is relating to the video <laughs> somehow. But we're just it probably it would be morally alright as long as the robot and the human consented with each other. I guess. Well, that's the thing is like Data is like Data consents. Data is like. Yeah. Yeah, all right. He's he's well up for it. But it's kind of like why people don't really like people don't take advantage of him. They don't go like, "Yo, Dave, like, let's go." Like, because no one else like has asked because he doesn't have any emotions, so they don't feel any kind of like attraction. It only happens when the entire shit gets horny at once because of space, because <laughs> of space anomalies making everyone horny. And then someone turns up and it's like, "Yo, Dale, let's go," and he's like, "Sure." <laughs> and then afterwards, he's like, when like that character dies, and he's like, "The, the one, the one character I had like a, a quote unquote." relationship with having the erection for yes in the case of this video the robot seems to be made specifically to be Hadaway's girlfriend yeah uh, that, this is where the moral quandaries coming in I mean the moral quandaries come in in Star Trek like Star Trek Picard when it turns out that they, t- they accidentally turned Data into a race of slave robots Oh. And then the question comes, does someone have a, a, a data sex link? And the answer to that is probably <laughs> yes. No, dungeon somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. And the headphones back on. <laughs> Thank you, Scott, from Star Trek Corner. What corner will you have next week? Tune in to find out. Anyway, yeah, so does that answer any questions? Or is more? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, conclusion I've come to my head is it's all right to fuck a robot as long as the robot is fine with it and you're fine with it. But in this case, it would it definitely looks like he's made the robot just to fuck the robot so and we don't see in the video whether the robot's alright but I think uh, Hadaway's on some shaky ground here well the, the video cuts off very early on so you can't really tell mm. Hadaway's maybe the robot just fucks off and gets a job in IT should we go into final point or is there anything else we're talking about uh, I think we're good I think that's uh... cool <laughs> you never quite know what you're going to get with we, we can't rewind we've gone too far and honestly we've just gone way too far this time <laughs> we can't rewind and we will go too far and you can't stop us unless you <laughs> press, <laughs> unless you press pause in your podcast button. so honestly this video didn't really need to exist and it doesn't really add anything to the pantheon of music videos. But it's funny and it's silly and it's very much of its time. And it's honestly a true mystery why wouldn't the director make themselves known. As there's definitely some name mastery, I guess, shown in the making of the video. And that thing was pretty tight. It's a zany 90s dance version of Metropolis and it's not hiding it. There's cool light shows, there's cheesy mad scientist shenanigans, some pretty badass dancing there's a cool projection yeah i like it so i am a fan of these narrative driven music videos and i think life pretty much ticked all the boxes that i wanted that was a good story it was entertaining it was fun good dance moves and all that and my only assumption is that um, i don't really get why nestor needed a clone but maybe it's some sort of metaphor could it be a metaphor for something for life don't know that'll do that'll do yeah so favorite parts was the uh was nestor throwing ships um, I'm convinced that throwing shapes like that could make a comeback in 2021. 2020 is still currently a write-off. I'm fully in favour of this. Maybe next year, folks. Least favourite? Uh, the quality of the video wasn't that great, but I don't think that was anything to do with the video itself. It was just the whatever got uploaded to YouTube. I don't get why like videos like this don't have like decent copies or they can be remastered or whatnot, but I guess there's so many videos out there. Um, it'd be impossible to sort of have the best quality for them all. But a little disappointed by that because I think it probably would have held up a bit more. don't know about you guys, but I found it quite hard to focus on because my eyes were trying to correct for the blurriness, which... 
it doesn't exist. It was fine. Got the idea. Uh, best moment for me is when Hathaway is shown as the scientist and he's wearing a full leather outfit and it made me snort and actually made me pause the video, go back to the Wikipedia page, confirm that he's supposed to be a scientist and go and rewatch it again. <laughs> and the worst moment for me, it's a kind of a tiny pet peeve, is the makeup of the robot lady when her... Uh, helmet gets removed. I, I, I get what they're going for. Like, I get that they wanted to get her to have a kind of a harsh German expressionism style makeup, but that really wasn't work very well if the video is in full color. And you kind of get those weird blue eye shadows that just kind of look weird. And honestly, they should they just get it to completely gray and white and black, and it would be fine. That's just me. Yeah, probably add more of the uh, oldie vibes. Would have been more sort of paying an homage to like Nosferatu you were saying earlier. Mm. Probably Metropolis, come to think about it. Yeah, I mean, that in that case, that makeup just like instead of like German expressionism reminded me more of the video of uh, A Flock of Seagulls as I Run, honestly. That's the second time you brought this up, that video up in the podcast. Really? Because I, I cut it out of one, one of the, the recent episodes. Oh, so, it's, it's a dumb video. We should watch it. Maybe not review it, but just watch it. Right. I've never seen it, so I'm going to have to watch it and see what all the fuss is about. It's a really dumb video. <laughs> it's great. My favourite part is the dancing after the robot comes online, because uh, this is clearly some form of calibration sequence, and you don't want an uncalibrated robot girlfriend. <laughs> so it's good that they've done that. And the worst part is the general overall existential crisis slash moral quandary that this video has caused me. Uh, cool. Uh, we're doing eyes and nose. Eyes and nose. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very much an eye for me. It's an eye for me. See, it was a no for me, but after having this conversation with you guys, I'm kind of on the fence. I think it's a very soft eye because it's fun. I don't like it, but it's fun. Just pick a random song and then let's just see. Uh, like random number. Throw a dart and we will hit 1993. Honestly, probably. 18. Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> Is it too soon? Too soon, yes. Someone else give a number then. 27. 27 is Aqua, Aqua Dr. Jones. That actually might be good. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Yeah, there Tell me Dr. Jones. I don't know if both of you know the video. It's It's kind of a... Uh, well, Indiana Jones-esque, <laughs> straight out this. Oh yeah, I do remember this, yeah. Yeah, I see them kind of looking like they're on a safari, there's lots of random shenanigans happening. Yeah, I'm up for that. It's nice to see that the AI quality is as good as the last video. It's 360p. That's lower definition than the tube TV of the day. Oh god, it really is really bad. I think we need to officially start a, start a campaign to get decent quality videos uploaded to YouTube for the sake of That's our fair. podcast. Join us next time when we'll be listening and discussing Aqua's video for Dr. Jones. <laughs> Join us. Join us. Join Do us. Do it. Now. Uh, yeah, leave a review on iTunes. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 And I'm heading to so.